so many flowers right now in uh, in the spring, and I've been enjoying uh, watching the flowers bloom outside my windows and going for walks um, where I can see them more close up, and how each one is kind of its own expression. And it happens that there's a um, a section of one of the uh, Buddhist teachings that is a whole chapter called Flowers. And it uses the flower imagery for in several different ways throughout the chapter. But one of them, as you might guess, is that it focuses on flowers as an image for beauty, as something that is beautiful. And I thought that really seems uh, quite appropriate. And of course, this is likened then to many different possibilities within us, is to have that. Of course, most, perhaps not surprisingly, one of the main analogies, one of the main things that's called beautiful in a human being is virtue, is the, uh, our intention to not harm and to even to um, bring good into the world. And in particular, that encompasses refraining from various activities that are, uh, bring suffering to ourselves or others. And it can also include uh, positive actions that are helpful for others. And one of the very nice uh, analogies made in this flowers chapter is that it said that the scent of virtue will even go against the wind, unlike the scent of a near worldly flower that only goes downwind, uh, is that the scent of a virtuous person, if you will, travels in all directions. And um, I like this because there may be some prevailing wind coming through, pushing most things in, in that direction. But in, there's a way in which for a virtuous person, the various winds that blow through the world uh, aren't so important. You know, we're just, we just keep doing um, what we're doing. We keep doing things that are not harming no matter what circumstances are arising and pushing us this way and that, we're not, we're not so pushed. We can go against that wind. In fact, there's a, there's a fair number of images about that. Here's, an, I'll read another verse. As a bee gathers nectar and moves on without harming, the, without harming the flower, its color or its fragrance, just so should a sage walk through a village. I'll do that again. As a bee gathers nectar and moves on without harming the flower, its color, or its fragrance, just so should a sage walk through a village. So there's again this image that somehow um, what we're doing is on its own course. You know, of course, it's referring to a sage going somewhere with it, with the alms bowl and gathering the nectar or the food that's needed, but doing so in a way that doesn't disturb uh, those who are giving or those with whom they're interacting. So we may think of our own world, especially in our somewhat sheltered state at this time, is that, you know, we're, we're going through and gathering what we need, but there's so much external disturbance it would be great if we weren't creating anymore and that we could 
um, have a pleasant interaction with those around us, with the people in the grocery store, with um, you know, the neighborhood, if we're out walking, uh, that somehow is a way of walking through the world that's not adding anything to whatever other disturbances or winds are going on. And this is also a quality of a, you know, kind of the quality of the flower to just be beautiful. And then there are also um, some phrases that begin to get a little bit more something for us to contemplate. So here's a pair of stanzas that go together. Like a beautiful flower, brightly colored but lacking scent, so are well-spoken words fruitless when not carried out. Like a beautiful flower, brightly colored and with scent, so are well-spoken words fruitful when carried out. So the scent goes in all directions, but it has to be there. And this talks about how the scent is coming from actually carrying out the, the teachings that we understand, that we practice or hear or read or listen to. These days, I imagine some of us are having an opportunity to tune into teachings online, maybe several times a day even, or have some time to read. Um, I know some people, it hasn't changed much if your job has just gone online and it's just as busy, but nonetheless, I, I've been very inspired at how much Dharma offering there is out there, and I hope you're able to connect with some of it. And so this verse is maybe encouraging us to make sure that what we're taking in is finding its way out also into the world. And again, the same sort of actions, maybe there are people that we're living with and can we find ways to be with them that is supportive and harmonious, uh, good for them and good for us. And also things that we're doing for ourselves. Are we taking care to make sure that we're uh, moving at a pace that works for us? Sometimes the computer can get a little busy um, making sure that we're eating good food and sleeping enough and not spending too much screen time. It's actually not healthy to do that for hours and hours per day. So finding ways that uh, all these well-spoken words that we're taking in about the Dharma or about self-care are actually manifested and therefore fruitful. They're, they're doing what they were meant to do. They are nice to hear, even in the moment of hearing them, they are doing good. I don't want to discount that, but uh, certainly they do even more good when they become embodied for us, acted out. Um, and then maybe as we get even more specific, do not consider the faults of others or what they have or haven't done Consider rather what you yourself have or haven't done. <laughs> Sometimes the Buddha is quite direct, is that this sense of beauty, I think, starts with ourselves, what we have or haven't done. And that's, you know, that should include, I hope, um, not only the sense of, oh no, I didn't do something that was good, or I did something that wasn't so good, but I hope it also includes maybe a reflection every day of the things that you did do that were really skillful, the ways that that scent, the flower that you are, was scented, was spreading out to others through the good actions that you did. 
And also, of course, equally the moments where we refrained, we had a chance to become irritated because we're all a little cooped up here, or we had a chance to, you know, in some other way, not really act in line with what we've been reading and hearing. And we, and we didn't, we refrained uh, from that. So I encourage reflection on the good, on the beauty, tuning in maybe as you go to sleep at night to um, a few things that you found especially skillful about the day um, and then resting in the, the peace of that as you drift off to sleep. Maybe the last stanza I'll read. Just as from a heap of flowers, many garlands can be made, so too with your mortal life should do many skillful things. So we have chances and you know, we might think, well, I'm stuck here. There's really not much I can do. But every moment we do, every moment we're doing something with our mind, if not with our body or our speech. And so can we attune that toward intentions of goodwill, of compassion, of um, doing things for others and taking care for ourselves, even maybe taking you're with other people, taking some time each day when you're in a room just by yourself, if that's supportive for you. Choosing not to do the news so much, if that's not supportive for you. This is a chance when we're here kind of alone uh, as our, our single standing flower. Um, we can see the choices that we make. And we have actually the chance to to make choices moment to moment and hour to hour. Uh, we're not living under other people's agendas quite as much, so it's a chance to live with our own rhythms. The natural rhythm, the way the flower opens during the day, closes at night, is beautiful either way. I wish all of you to find your inner flower and um, bring it outward in, in the way that scent can travel out and Regardless of what wind is blowing, it will be felt by all the beings around us. So these are, these are my thoughts to share today. And if anybody has a, a question or a comment, feel free to unmute yourself. Um, There's so many, I can't actually quite see everyone on the screen. There's two screens for me, so I might not see if you raise your hand. So feel free to unmute if you want. Thank you for the nice chat. A couple people signing in there. Hey, Kim. Um, Hi, Trevor. It's been a very long time. I've been looking for your name on the boards. So it's, it's, it's never quite lined up. Um, find myself, I keep on trying to push myself out to, to say something once in a while. Um, really finding these Zoom practices extremely helpful and really deepening my practice and trying to gain a level of intimacy that I haven't um, kind of uh, tried to develop for a while. Um, and I'm trying to also bring that into my sleep life. Um, and I have a very hard time trying to develop a sense of awareness um, and maintenance of, of 
of, of dreams ah, sort of thing. to help use that as a practice uh, to lessen you know any kind of suffering or, or, or develop uh, skillful qualities and I wondered if you had any um, insight and any help uh, that you could share well first of all I, I tuned in when you said the word intimacy or intimate is that this is a time actually in our ironically in our isolation that we're all getting more intimate with ourselves and with our practice and our own mind and heart and it can actually be a, a wonderful opportunity we're all kind of on retreat and i'm a i'm a big retreat fan um so i really appreciate first of all your your sincerity and effort in wanting to do that and you mentioned the area of sleep in particular um so this practice of thinking positively before you go to sleep is uh, one that works. And then as well as possible, it's also nice to wake up in the morning and set an intention even before you get out of bed. You don't have to carry it with you and keep trying to focus your mind on it, but just kind of set the tone of the day by doing a little bit of metta in the morning before getting out of bed. There are, there's a wonderful discourse that talks about 11 benefits of doing metta practice. And, um, well, two of them are one falls asleep easily and wakes rested and that one has no bad dreams. And so there's really a lot of benefit to having a heart of goodwill in terms of the nighttime. Um, I know the nighttime, especially during these times, can be a time when we wake up uh, subject to some of those uh, subconscious layers that are there. They can be more active in the sleep phases and we may wake up and have some thoughts like that, it's a great time for practice and just holding those thoughts in a larger space, bringing kindness to them. Um, if it's helpful, you can even get up out of bed and sit in a meditation posture just because that signals to your system that you're going to meet it with, with Dharma energy. So um, these are some ideas to, to work with. The heart is really where, uh, where the sleep practice is. So... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That sound, sounds like a on the right track. So I appreciate you. Are. Thank you. Yep. All right. Any last anyone else? Any last thoughts or wonderful? Yeah, maybe some of you are even gardening. So that's even another metaphor for us. So have a wonderful day and um, be well. Take care.